Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of this great daily program uh, running live every day in the morning uh, or in the afternoon, depending where you are in the world. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Bartolo, joined as always by Jason Hand, who's just having some technical difficulties, and he's actually just coming back right now. Hey, Jason, how's it going? Hi, Anthony. How are you? Good yourself? <laughs> Man, it would not be a Monday without a proper technical problem right before we go live. You but know what? Though? Here we are. We're going to get the through this. Loves it. So it's, it's something where they know that this is real. This is live television. And, yeah. and you know what? It's fine because we're here to share all our information and all our news with, with everybody here. So it's awesome uh, that you're back online, which is cool. So what do we got today? Well, first of all, I wanted to say um, anybody who didn't catch us last week, there was so much going on. We had Ignite happening, uh, which was amazing. There was all kinds of events are all kinds of amazing sessions and talks, and I didn't get a chance to see nearly as many as I'd like, uh, but I wanted to share a link that you can go uh, catch all those videos, and I believe it's uh, aka.ms, or so it's docs.microsoft.com slash events. I'm gonna be spending probably a good portion of this week actually going and catching up a lot of those, uh, a lot of those sessions, because I've been hearing a lot of good rumors. I know there was a ton of really interesting announcements, product announcements, um, even, I got to go back and watch Sasha's keynote all the way through. I only caught just a few parts of that. So uh, really excited to be able to go see that on demand. Oh, there, there was a lot of content. I couldn't catch it all myself. It was just catching up with everything during the week. Had a lot of great conversations with a lot of people too um, during the event itself, which is awesome to, to partake in uh, and learn from all of you uh, that participate inside of Ignite. I did want to call up, you know, today is Women's International, sorry, International Women's Day. Um, you know, when women achieve more, we all achieve more together. And I specifically wanted to call out the efforts of the Digi Girls Group. And this is a, a group that I participate in, uh, in terms of having students uh, ages uh, 11 to 13, participating in understanding what technologies are available to address opportunities. I, I can't express how grateful I am to have, you know, participation in groups like this, because it's not just sharing the information with the world and sharing the information with women. It's learning from them as well uh, and the way that they, you know, address opportunities. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll go in technology first and, you know, how do I adopt technology to meet a need and understand, you know, the creative new ways of thinking, you know, and, and what actually women bring to the table in regards to thinking of the opportunity first, thinking of, you know, what needs to be addressed and then bringing the technology into that, which is really cool. Uh, we also want to have a lot more participation from it on the audience. And we want to make sure that everybody's coming in and chatting uh, on Learn TV. So aka.ms forward slash Learn TV, if you're watching this program elsewhere, uh, come in and join the conversation. We love to have that open dialogue with you uh, and bring you into the show as well to have that conversation as, as open. Jason, what's on the, the docket for today's show? Well, I'm really excited. Uh, as always, we've got Kayla Ning from, from Teams who's going to be sharing some really interesting stuff. I think today we're going to be talking about how we can create uh, a little bit more engaging meetings and, and making sure, you know, we're all working from home. How do we keep these these daily and, and maybe hourly conversations and meetings that we're having, um, you know, interesting and engaging and something that we enjoy doing. So I think that's going to be fun. Uh, what else are you looking forward to? 
Uh, I have a conversation with Asim about is electricity green? You know, I, I, I drive yeah. a, a, a truck and it's a big V8 Hemi and, and, you know, I'm intrigued to see, you know, should I, you know, look at electric trucks that are being, you know, being produced? I'm hearing a lot of announcements of these coming out. Is it actually green? Is it, you know, helpful to the environment? Something to take into consideration. Uh, mm -hmm. What about the conversation with Michael that's coming up as well? That's well, so we mentioned last week was Ignite and there was a lot of great announcements that came out of that. And I think that Michael's going to be sharing with us a little bit of information about some of the security exams that are now in beta that were announced during Ignite. Uh, so I know he's got some really great information uh, just, you know, around certifications and exams and that kind of stuff that a lot of people are excited to hear about. And then, of course, we have Diego's wall where he comes in with some inspirational stories. I'm always excited to see, you know, what story he's going to be sharing today. So I think we're going to start off with our first segment and we're going to throw it to Kayla and Ning, uh, who have some uh, ideas and tips to share for being more engaging in meetings within Microsoft Teams. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Ning. How are you? Hi, we're good. Thanks for having us, Jason. Thanks for being here. As always, it's a you know part of the favorite part of Mondays is visiting with you too. Uh, especially the fact that you know Teams has become such an important part of, of our day to day lives, and we're spending uh, you know a good good portion of just our our conversations and our FaceTime honestly with, with our coworkers. Um, and I understand you got some ideas about how we can make those a little bit more engaging. Yeah, absolutely. So so let's talk about engagement in our meetings because that's that's our lives right now and we don't want to let meeting fatigue get the best of us. So something that I love about Teams is that it gives us multiple ways to express ourselves during meetings, which helps keep people engaged in all kinds of scenarios, whether your cameras are on or off, whether it's your first meeting of the day or your fifth and so on. So over here, for example, you can see that using reactions during meetings is a really great way to express yourself non-verbally. So you know, I see all those hearts, those claps, and everything. And this is a great way to communicate when cameras are off. And I don't necessarily want to interrupt whoever might be speaking. But I want to show them that I'm still listening and I'm reacting to their words. Or maybe it's the last meeting of my day and I'm, I'm just feeling too tired to come off mute or type into the meeting chat. It, work, it works for everything. So if we go into this a little more on the next slide, you'll see that among the reactions that you can choose from, there's one that looks like an open hand and that is the raise hand reaction. So if you click on it, your icon will be highlighted in yellow like that woman's got it on the left over there and a notification will appear over the participants icon. And this lets everybody know that you have something to say without you having to awkwardly try to guess on where to insert yourself into the conversation. So again, in a meeting where everyone's cameras are off, um, it can be kind of hard to know when to come off mute and jump in, but the raised hand reaction lets everyone know that the conversation should come to a stop and that a new voice wants to be heard. And then let's talk about a different way to be more engaging in your meetings. So another way we can do this is by making use of virtual backgrounds. Obviously, if you turn on your camera, that gives you an instant way to better connect with the other people in your meeting. But if you pair that with a virtual background, uh, that kind of ups your game a little more. So not only does it protect the privacy of your workspace, but it's a great way to express yourself with something 
that can reflect a little bit more of your personality. And by making the effort to express ourselves more in multiple ways, we open up different channels to connect with our coworkers and stay engaged with each other. If we want an even tighter knit feel, you can see that we can take it to together mode. And so now we've got everybody who's got their cameras on in the same virtual space together. Um, and it's, it's really incredible, actually. Studies show that together mode really makes a difference. So people who are using together mode will typically feel more relaxed, more attentive, more focused. Um, together mode decreases fatigue, improves meeting effectiveness, and creates a better sense of connection with others. And it's just really fun. Yeah, I love the together mode. I mean, you're, I think you just hit it right there. It's it's just fun, you know. And anytime you can bring a little bit more enjoyment to a meeting, I think that's going to go a long way. And uh, you know, it, it just pulls you into the conversation a little bit more. I find myself kind of looking around and scanning all the faces and seeing what people are doing. So, uh, I love that part. You're absolutely right. And Teams is great for the engagement and making people more productive as well. So in addition to it being fun, Teams has some of the tools that you can use during a meeting to increase productivity. For example, did you know that there is a whiteboard inside of your Teams meeting? Huh. No, actually, is this like a just a regular whiteboard, like something that people can share and write on? Yes, right inside your Teams meeting. The same way you would open up the share tray to share your screen is the same way you can share a whiteboard. So you can open the whiteboard, write, share, collaborate, all in Teams. It's connected to the whiteboard app so people can open the app themselves on their desktop and pick up a marker as well. And another great productivity tool is the meeting notes. As an organizer, you can open up the meeting notes from the calendar in Teams. Let's say you want to populate that before the meeting starts. You can do that. You can also open the meeting notes in a meeting and they'll be accessible by all the attendees and you can post the notes directly in the chat so everything is in one place. Excellent. I legitimately have had no idea about that whiteboard. I've never used it, but I, I'm such a visual learner and, and love to draw and love to do those types of things. I've got a whiteboard back here that I'm always using to, to sketch ideas and just get things out of my head a little bit. So, so thank you so much for both of those tips. And, you know, thank you for being here. We're looking forward to learning more next week. And uh, I think from here, let's, let's head on back over to Asim and Anthony and see what they got to talk about with uh, Microsoft Green. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Asim, I'm hearing a lot about electricity in regards to electric cars, to powering of other devices, you know, batteries for houses. Is electricity actually green? Well, like most things, it depends. It depends on a lot of different things. I used to think that electricity was, was very, very green. I mean, naturally, um, when you plug something into your wall socket, you know, your hands don't get dirty. There's no kind of indications of, of how dirty it is. But it turns out actually most electricity is still produced with the burning of fossil fuels. But 80% right now of the world's electricity is produced with the burning of fossil fuels. But it's changing, and it's changing very, very fast, that something's happening right now called the energy transition, which is kind of this global transition from fossil fuel generation over to kind of more renewable sources or low carbon sources. So there's kind of famous ones that kind of um, uh, wind, and, uh, and and solar, but there's also low carbon ways like like nuclear, as well. Um, and and the really interesting thing that kind of how kind of coal generated electricity is different to kind of wind 
and solar is coal you can kind of control, right? Like if you switch on your kettle or you do something at your, in your home, somebody just burns, you can, you, they can control, they can just burn something else to create more electricity. Wind and solar is a little bit more finicky because, you know, it depends. If the wind's blowing, if the sun's shining, you get electricity. Um, but if it's not, it kind of goes down a little bit. So it has this kind of variability. And it also, so that means that depending over the, the time of the day, you know, your electricity can be greener when the wind's blowing and, and less green when it's not blowing. Uh, but it can also be different based off of re, uh, where you are in the world. Like you might just be in a region of the world, like West Coast US, there's a lot of renewables in that place. East Coast US, unfortunately, not so many renewables. Um, so it depends on where you are. France is incredible. France is kind of one of the consistently lowest uh, carbon electricity that you can get in the world. It's 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 uh, it's mostly because they're mostly powered by nuclear. Um, oh, and I should say that, that the measure of how clean, the important thing to understand is the measure of how clean and dirty electricity is, is this number called carbon intensity. It's called, it's called grams of carbon per kilowatt hour. So the global average last year was 519 grams. It's like kind of half a kilo of soot in your hand. Imagine that per kilowatt hour. Wow. Um, yeah, it's kind of a lot. But then again, East Coast US at times can be two kilos. And France can be like 60 grams. So it really depends on where you are. And over time, it can change as well. Um, and well, yeah, the really interesting thing, because you were asking about electric vehicles and kind of electric trucks and kind of I'm in the market as well. I'm I'm kind of hunting around for my next uh, my next car, which I hope is going to be an EV uh, electric vehicle. And um, and it's really interesting, you know, because with your electric vehicle, you can really help to transition this world because of that problem where the wind and solar kind of changes so frequently. If, if you can help the whole system by charging your vehicle when, uh, when there's lots of wind and solar around, because then you kind of like balance things out. And the more you help balancing things out, the more you help transitioning the world towards this kind of renewable power powered future. So, um, yeah. I so we just have a minute left. Um, I know in Canada, we do a lot of power generation from wind uh, and water as well. Uh, Niagara Falls here in Ontario is a, a big generator of, of electricity. Uh, what do engineers do to be more proficient in harnessing electricity so that they can re reduce the carbon footprint? Less than a minute ago. Yeah, I got you. So I think the key thing is to, to, to recognize it is regardless of whether you're consuming electricity that's burned, that's created through coal or, or renewables, the best thing you can do as engineers is just build applications that use less electricity. As you know, mobile developers are very, very used to kind of having this challenge. It's not something that those of us who perhaps are used to more server side development are kind of used to, but it's something we need to start getting used to. And if when you look at the principles of, of sustainable software engineering on the on, on the Microsoft Learn site, you find a whole section there talking about electricity and, and how kind of building applications that, that consume less electricity is, is a really important thing uh, to do as an engineer. Thank you very much, Asim, for your time. And if you know people want to reach you, check out your Twiddle handle and ask your questions in terms of best ways to get involved with Microsoft Green. Next, we're going to jump off to Michael Crump, who's going to talk about the new security exams that were launched at Microsoft Ignite. Hey, everyone. Thank you so very much for that nice introduction. I wanted to share with you a couple of amazing new exams that were talked about last night at Ignite, or last week at Ignite. So, 
at Ignite, I hope you all enjoyed that conference. Uh, we uh, we decided to release, or we released a new portfolio of security-based certifications. They're currently in beta uh, today. And I wanted just to spend a few quick moments to kind of get you up to speed on kind of what the child, the changes were and also um, how you can get started and learn all of this stuff for completely free using Microsoft Learn. Um, but before I dive into the slides, I first wanted to just tell you uh, a little bit about some of the existing exams uh, that we had and how that all kind of plays in and works together. So first off, uh, there was a couple of exams and they were the AZ500, which was an Azure Security Engineer Associate. And then we had an MS500, which was a Microsoft 365 Security Administrator Associate. So just so I can tell everybody, don't worry. If you already have those two exams, it's not where we're like replacing those exams and that those are completely going away or anything. The knowledge and the skill set that you gained off of those is excellent because you're going to be able to apply a lot of that towards some of the, the these new four exams that I'm about to mention. Um, another thing that I wanted to call out is, is that with these newer exams, these were a lot more focused on discrete types of job roles. So whereas before when you were, you know, you may have looked at the, uh, the MS 500 or the AZ 500, uh, there, there, there was a variety of different uh, pieces there, like in regards to like identity and so forth. Uh, these are going to be a lot more tailored towards uh, whichever job role that you currently have. So another quick example, I'll just say, and then we'll jump over to the slides, is, is that with the AZ500 and the MS500, uh, those had about 25% of the identity and access management uh, objectives. And now we have exams that are completely focused on identity and access. Uh, the other one is, is, is that with the MS500 exams, those had about 15 to 20% just on information protection. And uh, now we have an entire exam. It's going to be called the SC400, which is just on the administrator uh, information protection administrator associate. I finally got that right. Excellent. So let's go ahead and dig a bit deeper and take a look at the slides here together. Okay, here we are. Excellent. Excellent. So I built this little chart so you can easily digest what's, uh, you know, each of the certs, the names, and also what they focus on. So I wanted to say that, um, so if you're looking at this very top one here, which is SC900, so this is for the Microsoft Security Compliance and Identity, and this is a fundamentals type of exam. So here you'll see that, you know, we're really, if you're looking to familiarize, you know, yourselves with the fundamentals of security compliance and identity, uh, you can do that. Uh, and also across cloud-based and related Microsoft services, uh, you can take this exam for that. It's that there's a very broad audience that's associated with this one. So it, it can include uh, business stakeholders, uh, if you're new or existing IT professionals, or really just students. So one thing I would say just to kind of keep in mind with the SC900 is, is that it has a very wide range of folks that may be uh, uh, that may want to take this exam. I always kind of consider this as kind of the, the fundamentals or the, the general starting point if you're looking to uh, update your uh, security knowledge. The other thing uh, that we have here is uh, 
inside of this, you also will learn about other foundational things that are not just related to just, you know, Microsoft Security or Azure, uh, or I'm sorry, Microsoft 365 or Azure related content, but things like zero trust, shared responsibility, private uh, principles, and so forth. And so, uh, excellent, excellent, excellent. And we also have an SC200, and that is on the Microsoft Security Ops Analyst. And this is about all about collaboration with stakeholders for uh, reducing organizational risk. We Michael, also thank you. Thank you very much. We've got 10 seconds left. If yeah. you want to learn more, aka.ms forward slash mslearn. Uh, next up, it's time for Diego's wall. And we're very excited to see what story Diego is going to share with us this week. Hi, Diego. Hello, Jason and Anthony, and hello, world. It's good to have you back. Thank you for visiting with us again on this on this wonderful Monday. Uh, what are you up to? What, what kind of things are we going to be learning about on your wall today? Yes. For those of you who don't remember, my name is Diego, and I am broadcasting live from Seattle, Washington, in the United States. Two decades at Microsoft and throughout that journey, a long journey at the company, I actually been building this wall full of inspiration and quotes and anecdotes and story, tidbits of culture and inspiration. And I use it to nurture my own sense of wonder. And I also use it to share my sense of wonder with others, with you, Jason, with you, audience. So I wanted to share one today, Jason. Is that okay? Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Good. Uh, today, out of this entire wall, I want to share one right here. We're going to zoom in. It's from a book that I read 10 years ago. It's called Rework. It's about work culture. And if you can see, I have a pointy laser here. It's a picture, actually. It's like a cereal box, but it's actually a box of inspiration. And it has a special sticker right here that says, expires now and that is the message that i want to share with you folks today that inspirations inspires very soon it lasts very long so when you're inspired you have an idea you're really excited about something here's the thing jason if you wait too long you're probably not going to do anything about it yep. you're going to think ah that was a stupid idea if you overthink it if you go and do a pros and cons table ah there's enough cons, you're probably not gonna do anything about it. Now, I'm not telling you audience to be impulsive. No, I'm not telling you to be like somebody, if you're too impulsive, you will make mistakes, you will regret. I'm telling you to be alert to the opportunity, to be aware that, oh, I'm in an inspired state. I better act now or else I won't do it later. Am I making sense so far, Jason? What do you think? I, this is exactly how I live my life, even all the way down to chores around my house. If, it, if the idea comes to me and I have inspiration, I just need to do it now because yeah. <laughs> it, the moment will pass. Some other more important thing will come up, some other idea. All it takes is one quick shower and I've got a million ideas. So I have to act immediately. And I, I love this. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, it's funny. Like in my own life, I have examples I want to share. Like, you know, I, I moved from engineering after 15 years at Microsoft to human resources. And that was a moment of inspiration. I remember I was reading a book. I got inspired and I said, I better contact the head of human resources. And I remember I did it right there. If I would have done it at that moment, 
maybe it never happened. And she replied, we met, and a year later I was in human resources. Another example is with my guitar. I have the guitar right here, and sometimes I get inspired to say, hmm, maybe this is a time to play the guitar in a presentation. And I grab the guitar and I do it. I do it like this. If I don't do it right there, probably, because sometimes new things require courage. And when you're inspired, you get an extra boost of courage. So that's the thing you should remember. Like when you're inspired, um, at now, I, I do have a call to action. May I share with you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm friendly homework. Okay. Of course, the obvious, the obvious action is throughout next week. If you realize you're inspired in some moment, act on it. Do something. You could write it down, post it on the social network, tell someone. You know, put it outside of your body. Speak life into it. But actually. I want to introduce this other concept that I call the inspirational golden hour. You mentioned the shower. Many people, there's this cliche that you get inspired, you get ideas in the shower. And it has nothing to do with the water or like the pressure. It actually has more to do with the time of day. People tend to shower always either in the morning or at night. And there's always one hour in the day that we are most inspired. And I think we should think when is that hour I'm protected for me it's in the morning eight to nine so I try to have no meetings eight to nine I try to go for a walk I try to not watch my phone not watch movies not be with my thoughts so that golden hour is another thing you should identify listen to your body when you get great ideas mark the time of day and you'll see a pattern and everybody has a different golden hour but you have yours so protect it and then act on it because inspiration inspires now and I have for you more on Friday yeah, that, I love that. And actually, Diego, I would love to hear, you know, from others what what inspires them or what's their golden hour. So uh, for those of you watching, please yes. you know, join us on Twitter, drop something into chat, let us know what yes. inspires you. When 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 do you get all your ideas? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter with the hashtag of Hello World Live, and um, follow us on Twitter as well at Learn TV. But uh, Diego, thank you thank so you. much as always. This has been, you know, very wise wisdom. Uh, you know, and we look forward to having you on here every every single time because you drop such great knowledge of, of uh, inspiration and ideas. So thank you so much. Thank and you so much. It's my, my goal to share my sense of wonder is my, my life mission. So you are enabling that for me, Jason, the production team. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, let's uh, let's bring Anthony back in here. Anthony. Wow, it's the time just flies when we. I can't believe we're already at the end of this. I mean, I know I, I stress out about this for hours, if not days, and then suddenly it's here, and it just in a flash, it's all gone. What did we just talk about in the last thirty minutes? There was a lot, right? Is electricity green? Yes, it is. The measurement of that, and the whole aspect of you know what carbon is being the result of the electricity that's being created. Um, Michael Crumb segment in terms of the security exams. It was a lot of conversation at Ignite in terms of specific certification on specific services. And I love the fact that Microsoft is taking the approach of, let's look at certification from a perspective of an opportunity that addresses multiple services and multiple technologies, as opposed to just pinpointing one service and certifying on that. What about mm -hmm. you, Jason? Well, I, I spend most of my day you know, on the computer, obviously, but a, lot, a big portion of that is doing conversation calls like this, and it's all done in Microsoft Teams. And I think anything that we can do to make that experience more enjoyable, more productive, more engaging is great advice. And I'm floored by all of the stuff that Microsoft Teams has been putting out to you know, address that and really enable people to make the most of these, uh, these meetings, these you know, 
um, remote conversations that we have to have all the time. And Diego as well. We can't forget about that too in terms of the inspiration he brings forth. Copa de la America is actually this summer, and I'm very intrigued to see if Diego is going to incorporate a lot of football uh, into uh, the, his talks and his in his wall. Uh, I know he's from Argentina, so he's probably a big Argentinian fan. Uh, it'll be very interesting. I think I may have to challenge him with a couple of my jerseys against his uh, this summer uh, with the show. Yeah. Yeah, and then Michael also, you know, gave us some really good ideas around some of the certifications, the exams around security and things that are out there uh, that just came out of, you know, Ignite released. So really great stuff. I'm looking forward to going and visiting some of those things, too. And honestly, like I mentioned earlier, there's so many things that I just flat out missed about, you know, Ignite, all these sessions that I keep hearing I got to go back and check out. And also different segments from last week's uh, Hello World episodes. I I didn't get to see a few of them, specifically ones. Um, there's one called the, the segment called 24 Hertz. Did you catch that one? Yeah, so I, I did catch that. And I know you wanted to do an experiment in, with regards to yeah. what, what they were showing on that. Well, I've got my own little platter here, my own little <laughs> ping pong balls. And I, I, I feel like, you know, this is something I I, I want to experiment. Oh, oh. <laughs> Turns out the robots are a little bit better at it than I am. But uh, uh that's the kind of stuff that is just so fun about this show and all the different interesting things that we bring up. So uh, I don't know. I'm having a good time. Things technically always go real smooth, but I think it's been another really good day. So if you want to check out those programs, the best thing you can do is you go to aka.ms forward slash hello world. And that allows you to go back in time and see the other episodes that happened. Because remember, this is a daily show. And, you know, if you've missed an episode, if you've missed a segment or you want to go back and watch a segment again, that's probably the best way to do so. And then all the links that are uh, being shared amidst the show itself are also available on those uh, posts. Yeah, that's right. Go check out the show notes. Everything that we've shared today, you can follow up with. Um, go learn more about that information. Um, I think that's about all we got for today. So make sure you, you hang out, though, here on Learn TV. We've got a really great uh, episode coming up on uh, career switching stories, people that have pivoted and moved on to some other thing within, uh, within their world of interest, uh, you know, due in large part to the pandemic. So thank you, Anthony, and thank you all of our guests, and thank you for joining us here on Hello World on Learn TV.